on SAFM. Our final conversation for today is looking into the Yakalinkomu art exhibition that is currently being held at the Javit Art Centre at the University of Pretoria. To talk to us more about it is Lecheto Magola, who is the CEO of the Javit University uh, of Pretoria. Lecheto, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Morning, morning, Katie, and Torella to all the listeners. Yes, thanks for coming back onto the show. So, mm-hmm. what is this art exhibition? Would you know one of the things that you say about it is that it is there to reflect the apartheid experience, and often you know muse- museums that try and capture that experience can be you know very difficult spaces to be in. So, this exhibition, how have you encompassed that? Well, I mean, firstly, it, it, it comes from a very difficult era, as, as you have kind of introduced. Um, but at the same time, I think for us, um, we believe that um, artists are transformative. And our approach to curatorial um, uh, curating art uh, exhibition is that we need to see art as, as, as a mode and a vehicle mm. to really get societies and communities together to, to have this difficult conversation. But at the same time, celebrating this heritage that is very, very hard because once we begin to acknowledge our heritage, I think it adds on so much value in terms of how we reimagine our future. You talk about how this is part of, uh, you know, your education mediation. What is education mediation? (laughs) Yeah, education mediation. uh, The term mediation, I think, we are intentionally bringing in into the contemporary way of looking at learning and teaching, um, especially in the context of the art centers such as ourselves. Uh, we, believe, we, we, we are not saying the hierarchy of knowledge uh, is, is, is not good, but at the same time, we believe that uh, when we see knowledge, we should look at it in a horizontal way, where each individual that come into a space come, to, come with lived experiences. And our role in terms of education is to facilitate sharing of knowledge, sharing of lived experiences, and using art as a, as a resource, a source of reference in that, in that case. Let's talk about some of the collections that will be featured. Yes, so Yakalinko uh, basically is a, uh, it comes from a collection that was pulled together by Mayor Bongizomo uh, Mauga, who is also a prominent, uh, a prominent South African um, artist uh, for over possibly 40 years. Uh, she was commissioned by the Javed Foundation to uh, uh, go out and find works um, that of black artists uh, between 1960s and 1980s mm-hmm. um, to begin to reflect and, and preserve this layer of, of, of uh, our own South African art history that is uh, um, kind of forgotten in many ways. So the, the first kind of intention was to bring out these works and and, and put them in public spaces because most of these artworks uh, were collected by private uh, families and individuals and corporates and these works were generally in offices or in storage so it's about time that we bring these works to out and and put them in a public space for the public to access them as part of making heritage um, accessible and this work um, is made of predominantly obviously male, black black uh, male um, artists but there are a number of uh, prominent uh, black uh, women photographers that are represented in this um, exhibition. There are about uh, just over 100 artworks that will be on exhibit 
uh, collecting overall is around 130, 130 works that were collected. Mm. And, and was there a particular theme that, that you had in mind as part of the art that you're collecting? Or was it simply, you know, a case of go out there and, and find, see what you can find and, and help that and let that tell the story of the period that you're working within, which is, like you said, 1960 and 1990. So, Bongi Bongi, Mame went out to discover this work. Obviously, she has interacted with some of these photographers, some of mm. these artists. So, she went out to look for works that were prominent, that were kind of uh, reflective in terms of representing certain uh, epochs of our apartheid history. And obviously, um, there were areas that we were interested in, in entering, uh, just how South African uh, then looked and felt like and how artists began to respond to it as part of, of uh, reconnecting themselves, uh, dealing with the trauma that they were experiencing, but also kind of beginning to shift uh, the mindset then to begin to calculate how we're going to look like in the future. Mm. So she went out and brought in uh, varied uh, types of work as part of the collection, but the exhibition itself is the first iteration of the collection. Yakalinkomo, obviously, from uh, uh, Winston Mangunku's song in 1968, which is a very, very difficult song that uh, it reflects on the on the harshness of of the apartheid um, uh, government and regime then, and how now in the contemporary context can we relate to that experience through these artworks. And I mean, there's, there's a number of areas uh, that we're looking at in this um, um, iteration around alienation, nostalgia, mobility, and spirituality, which are elements that generally are embodied in artworks. So in this case, we're trying by all means to reflect on this heritage, but also juxtapose it against what the society looks and feels like currently. Mm-hmm. Ironically, there are similar kind of experiences that a black body still experience that are were reflected back 40, 40, 50 years ago. And and the fact that, you know, the, this artwork is not necessarily artwork that has been out there or that has been readily available, that in and of itself tells a story around uh, the preservation of, of work that has been done by, by black artists over decades. Most definitely. I mean, we know very well that um, in the past, I think, 50 to 60 years, most of the work that was acquired uh, from these artists were acquired by either um, art museums then under the kind of context of uh, uh, township art or rural art or craft, or else uh, foreign uh, uh, people with interest in, in, in the South African artistic practice. Mm-hmm. They bought these works and most of, most of these works left the country. Uh, but also, again, we need to understand that when one buys an artwork, you have to think on, of how you're going to preserve and conserve it because if you put it in, in compromised spaces, the work might deteriorate and get damaged and, and in fact lose value. And, and, you know, when you look at, again, the collection, there, there's an important question uh, that that is asked here about, and, and this is by one of the lead curators, uh, Mosaka, who, who asked the question, you know, what... What was at risk in as far as the production of this art is concerned? And who was the art for? Because that also, uh, asking that question helps us understand the, the art in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always difficult to, when, when, I mean, I lived, I lived half of my life in the apartheid South Africa. 
And I, in my little time in that, in that era, art practice was part of the voice against the apartheid. Uh, it was also a vehicle to carry lived experiences and share them with the rest of the world to solicit response. Mm. So the intention of art was, in a way, uh, of social, of, that of social activism. And this you can see in the current collection, the types of themes, focus areas, uh, what, what they frame and capture in these paintings. It's about how individuals, in, at times in difficult uh, conditions and circumstances, still find time to find and, and, and celebrate their own human value. Their families, they have, they, they, they have marriages um, under this harsh condition. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's an entry point to really understand how the thinking of a society then was like. Mm. And was it easier to, to theme these pieces of art um, according to perhaps some of the concepts that you have come up with versus having a chronological order of events, let's say again, from 1960 to 1990? Well, I mean, this this will be a question that uh, curator Timelo Mosaka will be at best to, to, to kind of uh, give feedback on. Mm. But in my engagement with him, obviously he had he has the curatorial independence in a relationship with the Javed uh, 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 UP. Uh, but in our engagement with them, it, it was it was a, a, a clear kind of thought in how art sticks to each other. No matter if an artwork is from 1968 or 1988, the experiences with that can begin to communicate with each other. So the chronology, uh, he did not apply chronology here. He applied uh, a method. For example, we have about three, four spaces that are dedicated to this collection. And each space has a focus theme. And that theme is made of a multiple diverse work that comes from different um, decades uh, that begin to speak to each other. And how do you go about selecting curators for exhibitions of this nature? Again, it, it's more it's like a composer, composer mm. a, a person that composes a certain type of music that has a certain type of texture. And if we, for example, we have this idea of responding to uh, the pride of youth in post-2000, we need to begin to look at who is out there responding to these issues already and what impact have they achieved or done um, in that regard. And we'll approach that curator and begin to have this conversation with them. And generally, the collaborative process where we have this conversation, discussions, possibly a roundtable, up until we get a sense if this person is the right person. Mm -hmm. And the approach also of curatorial, we, we are moving away from a tradition where a curator works by themselves. So Dumela, for example, works with two other curators, Zikom um, Danda and Pumzile uh, Twala, who are part of the, the thinking and, and, and creative processes um, of this particular exhibition. So it becomes a collab collaboration of engagement, of sharing of ideas, but also it, it enriches, enhances the possibilities and opportunities of development and creation of new knowledge outside of these kind of uh, pre-production kind of engagements. 
when we look at the period that you are looking at, it is a period that is quite turbulent in as far as the country's history is concerned and you know we we see moments that reach almost the peak of violence and the peak of resistance against the apartheid uh, regime and are you finding that this is reflected in in the artwork as well and i'm talking here just in terms of what people who want to come through to the exhibition can expect to see Definitely, it, it, this, this artwork really um, captures perfectly what society was experiencing then. And obviously, this is one side of society uh, in the Tsaraskin apartheid context. Uh, but ironically, the violence that are reflected in these uh, artworks, um, directly or indirectly, are still relevant to now. I mean, last mm. year, for me, it was a very painful year with the, um, I, for a lack of better reference, the, the uprising. And now you have multiple kind of civic movements coming up and there's this tension that's growing, which worries me and worries many of us. And the question is, what is the role of art centers such as ours? What is the role of this particular um, exhibition that we ha- we're going to be having here for the next, um, I think, 10 months until January, so January 2023. Mm. Uh, what do we activate around it? Meaning that what kind of public programs do we do we create as entry points into the content, but at the same time entry point into society to begin to share uh, these experiences, to begin to deal with issues of trauma, because we are a traumatized nation. We haven't dealt with our trauma. We haven't dealt with the idea of healing. And our uh, uh, thinking is that this particular iteration will allow and create uh, a, a moment of entry to begin to say, we are a wounded nation. How do you begin to use this heritage to begin to change uh, our opinions? to instill values back into, into, into ourselves as human beings. And also these uh, experiences that we experience to understand that we come from far. Mm. We cannot go back there. And I think in, in general, art is about that. And I would say I would say it it, it it goes even beyond just, you know, having an entry point for conversation. But given where we have been in the last two years and the kind of state that we know, in particular, you know, the arts industry has 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 been mm. in and what artists have been going through. I think for organizations like yourself, it's also about being deliberate about, you know, making sure that artists are in a, a state where they, they are able to to capture this moment for the purposes in the same way that you're doing now for what happened between 1960 and 1990 about this moment historically and what we will have in, in our archives that has been produced in this time that will tell a story for future generations. Yeah, I mean, it's important to begin to emphasize the, import, the, the, the significance of creative economies mm-hmm. and how these economies uh, contribute to, firstly, our, our GDP as a country. You know, there is, there is hundreds of millions worth of, uh, of, of economy. And at the same time, we need to understand that um, the different layers of our artistic practice uh, 
perform in different kind of uh, isolated environments. For example, you have you still have artists that work from townships who do not have access to the main uh, creative industry, meaning that the the the, the the selling points are limited. Uh, we've seen with, with the uh, Department of Arts and Culture, National, I think National Arts Council's distribution of the funding uh, last year or year before last, where many artists could not have, um, access these funds because they do not have um, business acumen. They, they, they don't see themselves enterprises. How do you introduce incubation programs to support growth of many artists to become businesses themselves, to become more aware of the current kind of uh, digital and virtual platforms that they can use to begin to sell their work. And also for ourselves as, as institutions, how do we conscientize society to, to, to find value in investing in art? Mm-hmm. You know, people need to understand that investing in art is, is, is also a business decision, it's an investment decision that can actually assist you in times of hardship. So. There's a lot of work that we need to do uh, in this country. Um, and unfortunately, the market itself, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's very hard because you have these city centers that have amazing um, galleries that basically carry a few artists and, and, and take them to the world, and they make so much money. But 90% of the rest of the artistic community cannot have access to that. So we need to kind of rethink this model of the, the, the arts economy. All right. Uh, before I let you go, give us the details in terms of this latest exhibition and where people can go to be able to access it. Firstly, the information is on our social media, on our Facebook at Javet UP. Uh, we have a website where all these um, activities are listed, which is the Javet uh, Art Center, uh, www.javetup.art. People can go there and they'll find more information about it. And on Saturday, uh, as much as we, we send out uh, people for our, to RSVP, but we are open to walk in. So anybody can come to Pretoria Hartfield at 23 Linwood Road, the Javed Art Center, um, around 11.30 to 12. We have amazing um, lineup on that Saturday from uh, speeches, but also musical uh, activations. Unfortunately, it's going to be raining, so we might be indoors most of the time, uh, <laughs> obviously complying with the covid uh, 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 pandemic regulations, but it's going to be a full day of of celebration, of enjoyment of the art, but also of meeting people and begin to network for those who are looking to to to, to such type of engagement. Lecheto Makola, let's leave it there for this morning. He's the CEO of the Javit uh, Saint, uh, the Javit Art Center at the University of Pretoria. So, uh, really great to see. You, you know, just hearing the story of of the artwork, it's a bit like the writings and the collections again of uh, authors, different types of authors that uh, would have been documenting what was taking place during that period and then the work that is only now being done to try and say well what is this work that we have not been exposed to what is this work that we have not even bothered uh, to try and look for that we can put together now that can be part of our history as as a country and uh, you know the archiving the collection of of memory and we know the importance of memory for any nation because we we dare not forget it, it helps us form 
our collective identity. It helps us understand the collective experience of, of a people. So really, really important work that is being done there. All right, we're edging towards the edge of the end of the show, rather. Uh, we're going to take a couple of your WhatsApp voice notes.